on November 15th, the story that captured the imagination of the world returns. Your scar is legend. With more magic. More mystery. Hello, Harry. What do you want? And more power than ever before. We are in trouble. Hello. And the Chamber of Secrets. Rated PG. The second year begins November 15th. Welcome back to the podcast, Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angelie Ushiko, here with my on his way to getting sick co-host, Tyler Wilson. I'm going to pretend like that's not happening. I am on the tail end of getting sick, so if there's any hacks, snorts, coughs, apologies. I know it's gross. I'm living with it, so of course I know it's gross kids man kids. kids kids are so gross so if you were paying attention to the first 30 seconds yes we are going to talk about harry potter the chamber of secrets today yeah about a year ago we watched the first harry potter movie harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so uh I, i'm not saying we're gonna do this every year but it made sense since we were just uh, it's november again why not at least this time watch the second one? If we did it every year, that'd mean the podcast was going for a lot of years, Tyler. You know, I was thinking about that, but I, I, I'd have to confirm. I think there might be a little bit longer gap between two and three, so that might actually make it like a 2004 movie, which would be breaking our rule. No, because we, we said we extended it every year each year, so I think we might slip in if we did the third one. So if you're like, what the fuck rule are they talking about? Yeah. So first off. Old millennials. We are millennials, born after 1980, but still in the early 80s, 83, 84, so we are old millennials. We still love millennials, but we are old millennials. But this podcast is all about going back and watching movies from our childhood in the 80s and 90s. But what? This movie came out in the year... 2002. So our rule is that really the movies of our childhood are from when we were born, a little before, because, you know, VHS has lasted a while. To when we were 18 or we first met each other. Right. And then now that we've gone past a year of doing the podcast, we're adding year to that. So in 2002, we were 18. So we were okay going up to 2002. Well, we were already at, so we were already doing 2002. True. We added 2003. Sure. That's the rule. And we're starting. There it, are no rules because this is our goddamn really. podcast. It's like 1980-ish, 1980-ish to 2003 currently. Although I keep telling you we should do The Wicker Man, which is like 2006. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the I, remake. I agree with that. Yeah. Well. Because we just saw Midsummer, as you like to call it, which is very Wicker Man-ish. We didn't just see it, but when we started talking about doing it. By just, I mean like within the last year. <laughs> All right. Sure. For me, that's like I just saw it. Okay. I actually remember that movie, so for me, it's like I just saw it. That was like 40 movies ago, even like in the theater, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you want to watch the first Harry, or listen to the first Harry Potter episode, we did that on episode 23. Okay. Yep. I think we did it a little bit closer to Thanksgiving, but yeah, November. We are in November. We're doing it. Probably. It's fine. By the time this gets posted. Oh, yeah. By the time it posts. Sure. Okay. So buckle your seatbelts for that. We'll get to that movie in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Harry Potter movie. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Before we talk about that, we're going to do our little What You Been Watching segment, where we talk about what we've been watching. We should call it that, like, from now on. It's the What You Been Watching segment, but you only can we can only call it that based on how you just said it, which I don't know if I can do it. You're going to have to always be the one responsible the for it. It's the What You Been Watching segment. That's it. The What You Been Watching segment. It's like, show me what you... Oh, show me what you're working with. No, wait, no. Nope. Uh, 
Get everything, it. everything you Get got. Everything you got. What's that from? It's from I Love You, Man, and it's yes. uh, what's his uh, name? Boyle from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh my God, we're crushing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of my coworkers, now that he knows that I I uh, watch movies. He's been doing a lot of lines and then like, what's that from? What's that from? And I've tried to explain to him, listen, asshole, Mm -hmm. just because we do a movie podcast, Mm -hmm. that's right, we do a movie podcast, doesn't mean that I like know all the quotes from all the movies. Yeah. So I've tried to explain to him, there are two, and I I really said, you're the movie guy, Tyler. I was like, Tyler's the movie guy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, there are two types of movie guys. Mm-hmm. There's the, the the movie guy that like memorizes all the quotes and like ha, 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 says all the quotes. Those guys aren't real movie guys. But and go then ahead. There's the movie guys that like actually know the movie stuff. That's you. Care about cinema? No. Um, Care about, cin- but you know what I'm talking. about. I do because I remember when we first uh, started dating. You, were, I didn't know there was a distinction between the two. Well, and it, you weren't you weren't this type of person, but your family was full of people that liked to quote like the same ten movies they watched, which is great, good for them. But it was always the same ten movies, and it still is, and it still is even the at same holiday parties now, and it and, right. and it gets the room roaring with laughter to the point where I think you started doing it to me, where you'd be like, "Line or what's that from?" or "What say the like?" You were doing it to irritate me a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. then eventually, well. You just, I mean, I mean, you, it's not like you didn't watch movies before you met me, but you probably started watching a lot more <laughs> yes. just because I was like, let's watch movies. So I find there's this common culture of like the lines that people know. I can't fucking but stand it. my favorite <laughs> is when a married couple has their own random like quotes from movies that nobody else fucking gets but the two of them. Sure. And you and I, we got lots of those. Well, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, just, there's a line, right? I mean, you can have your own little personal, uh, repertoire, so to speak, with your friends and family members and your spouse, right? And then you could be the guy that's like, ah, very nice. And you're just like, what's that from? It's like, don't do that. Like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Or, you know, just really obvious, like the, the overquoted, uh, lines mm-hmm. of, from movies. Like, mm-hmm. It was it was Austin Powers for a while, and it was the Borat, which although the Borat's coming back around is ironic, um, you know. So there's a lot. Well, what kind of what kind of quotes are you getting? Uh, Honestly, they're they're so just generic that I just immediately dumped them out of my brain, so I can't even recall them for you. Is it like classic cinema lines, like you like uh, play it again and uh, forget it? It's Chinatown. And, no, no, okay, definitely not. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> no, it's more like lines from um, like dumb comedies what's of the nineties. The, um, the cop one, not Police Academy, Super Trooper. <laughs> it's like lines from Super Trooper. I'm like, I didn't really see Super Trooper. It's not when I went back and watched a bunch. Super Troopers isn't. I mean, I don't want to. It's fine. I mean, it's one People of his like favorite it. movies. So watch. Yourself. It's fine. It's not. It's not a great movie. Is all I'm saying. Okay. It doesn't. Anyway, what were we talking about? Where I just went on this. You tangent? have a someone at work is but why movie was I lines. thinking about that? I don't know. Everything you got. Everything you got. Yeah. That's what got me going. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you been watching recently? <laughs> Um, Go. Okay, so <laughs> I went and saw The Lighthouse uh, from the director of The Witch, Robert Eggers, and it is this black and white uh, film with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as, like, these lighthouse keepers in, like, the late 1890s off the coast of Maine. And let's just be clear, you went to this movie by yourself. I did. At night. Yeah. And the next day when I was like, what the fuck did you see? And I said. I was at work. 
And I was like, the lighthouse. Let me just pop that into Google to see what that's about. Yeah. And the first article that pops up is like, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Has an extended masturbation scene. And I was like, what the fuck movie did I think you that's, see? I think that speaks more to your search history <laughs> than it does for the movie, personally. I don't know. Let me just try it again. The yeah, lighthouse it's the same. movie. Let's yeah, just see what I my just, results are today. When I get it. I just get results of the movie or like reviews of it. Doesn't really bring up masturbation always, but you must bring up a lot of masturbation stuff at your work computer. I mean, now that I'm looking at, nope. Okay, last result. Robert Pattinson loves talking masturbation in The Lighthouse. What's the article? Who who wrote that story? LATimes.com. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a big publication. Okay, so. but the first time? It must have been like, it must have come out, that article must have come out when you were searching and then that was like the most recent yeah, result. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Rollingstones.com. So there, okay? Okay, get off. Get off. Rollingstones.com? Rollingstones. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> it's fun. Um, yeah, it's crazy. There is some masturbation in it. There's actually quite, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what's quite a bit of masturbation in your opinion? Like, more um, than one scene? Any male masturbation oh. is too much. There's only two people in this movie, and there are two people masturbating in the movie. So That's 100% of the cast. 100% of the cast is masturbating. Well, there's a mermaid, and I don't know if she's masturbating. She, she counts as a character. Eh, not really. She's more of a. Does she image. have a name? No, no, no. Then no, she's not a character. No, no, no. Um, okay, so this was from the maker of The Witch. The Witch, yep. Which I really, really liked. Yeah. Very disturbing film. Uh, I know it's a pretty divisive movie, and I think if you uh, were not on board with the uh, period vernacular of the witch, you may not enjoy the period vernacular of the lighthouse because it is Willem Dafoe. Okay, so I mean, it is just so it is this movie that's in black and white, very stark black and white. It is the frame, the aspect ratio is nearly a box. So like the the screen is square. Yeah, it's like cut off on the side severely. Not right? widescreen. No, no, no. And it's it's very close to being square. How does one square. shoot in a square these days? Well, you know, there's cameras that can do with it. A square camera lens. Yeah, with a lens. And and so, <laughs> um, it automatically it's very claustrophobic and uncomfortable. The soundtrack is utilizing the foghorn of the lighthouse that's going off constantly. It goes all the time. Just. Is it a sc- scary movie i mean it's a horror movie but also other things did it stress you out to watch it yes it's very stressful to watch um (laughs) sounds fun it is but because it is this weird thing where uh willem dafoe's character he is a uh a surly uh long time light keeper right he's uh just uh he i would equate him to being and maybe this is not my original assessment but it's very accurate he's the sea captain from the simpsons yeah he talks like that he has a beard uh, with very accurate accurate the period i mean it seems very accurate don't get me wrong it's just it's very over the top he's got a gigantic beard and then robert pattinson scottish accent no i mean there it's it's set in like maine but it has that uh but it's 1890s guy or am i thinking the groundskeeper Groundskeeper Willie has that's the Scottish I accent. I was like, no, oh, he's Scottish. No, that's wrong. But um, Sorry. Scottish people. Anyway. The Simpsons hardly can speak to such things. Um, which, I, you know, hey, those, great, those first ten seasons, great. Um, Willem Dafoe can do a character. He is um, the big, I mean, it's the biggest he's ever been in a movie. And that's saying something, right? I, I mean, he. More than the Green Goblin? Y- yeah. The <laughs> Goblin? What was he? 
Yeah, the Green Goblin. Yeah, and that's that. a pretty cartoonish performance. This is above that. And then you have Robert Pattinson, who is kind of known after... Tw- I, I think he's a good actor, very good actor, but very understated performer, generally, when it comes to um, movies like Good Time and... Uh, uh, um, Some other ones. The Lost City of Z and High Life from this year earlier. Look at you. Um, movies. Yeah, he I and I like his work in these these independent roles and things like that. And it starts that way and he has a very specific he's like a lumberjack, he's new to the game. Uh Willem Dafoe doesn't let him handle the light. He's in charge of the light. That's against the regulation. He's Robert Pattinson's getting stuck with all the shit work around the What's rain. against the regulation? Uh, they're supposed to switch off him handling the light on the lighthouse, right? But he, Robert Willem Dafoe, he's the one in charge of it. Robert Pattinson's just doing all the scrubby, shitty work around the rain-soaked, stormy. Uh, they're on an island. They're trapped. Um, is it hot on the island, and does Cold. he take his shirt off ever? Cold. Uh, well, yeah, when he's masturbating. Uh, oh, I don't want to <laughs> see him with the shirt off during that. I don't actually know if he has his shirt off on that part, but um, there are some scenes. Um, anyway, Robert Pattinson begins to, uh, because of all the shit work he's doing, he, Willem Dafoe's character, clearly insane from the start, but then Robert Pattinson's character starts going insane, and then the movie, lots of insane things happen. Some of it maybe is really happening. Some of it's a curse. Some of it's all in their heads. I don't know. I don't think the movie, uh, I think it's letting you make up your mind on that front. Robert Pattinson has a, a ongoing duel with a, a seagull. I mean, that's just fun. Yep. It is. Um, so, yeah, it's very tense. There are horror elements, but it's also incredibly funny on purpose, I would say. Willem Dafoe has a few rants and monologues that are spectacular. Including one where he's getting mad at Robert Pattinson for not liking his cooking. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And it is amazing. And eventually, not to, it doesn't spoil the movie, but Robert Pattinson's character kind of gets unhinged too. And you get to see a side of him that I've not really seen in his performances before. And it's glorious. He like matches this intensity. Um, it's great. It's an insane movie. It's not pleasant, to, quote unquote, to watch, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, if you like The Witch, it's right up that alley in terms of just kind of intensity. It's bigger, bigger performances, bigger, crazier things happening, but, um, yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. That's for sure. Okay. There's people are going to go in there and like, what's all this masturbation going on? But Yikes. there's a lot of farting and there's a lot of masturbating. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I've had enough. It's good. Okay. But it's crazy. Uh, it's one of those that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. I think he doesn't have an Oscar, and he should, and he's amazing. And he, this is maybe some of his best work. But there's no way they're going to nominate this insane performance. There's just no way. I would be surprised. I'd be pleasantly surprised if he was. But um, I mean, yeah, it's way out there. I really like it though. I think I like when Willem, like in the Florida Project, Willem Dafoe is very understated and he's very oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. low key, mm-hmm. and that's a quiet uh intensity that's really good in that movie yeah but i mean we all know him for these bigger than life performances as well and this is kind of like i mean there are i mean his eyes i mean they're gonna they're gonna fall out of his socket one day the way he just just pops those eyes out you know what i mean yeah it's crazy so i would i mean i would recommend it okay good the lighthouse but i mean there's people that are gonna be like i can't believe you like that movie i'd be like well you're a freak is what they're gonna say better than watching generic shit I like, you know, there's, it's a goof. It's just Robert Egg. He's doing something with both the witch and the lighthouse that no one else is doing. Like it is, it is a master class in like crafting a very unique tone from like historical record, from mythology, from all these other elements. And he's kind of putting it together in this very 
unique thing that is very much his own. I mean, there's no other movies like this, and mm-hmm. I think that's exciting. I think if a filmmaker is able to craft such a vision, whether you are into that vision or not, but to have such control over it, I think is, is I mean, he's one of the best filmmakers working to get today. If, I mean, just going off of the work, the craft in the movies. Anyway. Okay. It's good. So then I uh, I saw that movie first, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm at the theater. I got that AMC thing. And I was like, nothing else really lined up except for Zombieland Double Tap. Listen, the first Zombieland movie came out 10 years ago. It was fine. That's crazy. It was fine. It's crazy to me that was 10 years ago. It was fine. I felt like Shaun of the Dead pretty much closed the book on, uh, opened and closed the book on zombie comedy. That's amazing. It's still amazing. And then Zombieland is like, you know, it's a piece of popcorn. It's fun. It's fine. It's fast zombies, which I don't appreciate. Um, I'm a fan of the slow zombies. Um, but I don't know why we needed to have a Zombieland sequel, especially 10 years later. Maybe because the director hit with, because he directed Venom, your favorite movie of last Ooh, year. Oh, I did enjoy Venom. So he made, uh, Zombieland all those years ago. And so well, Venom did so well. It's like, well, here you go. Here's your money for Zombieland too, I guess. I don't know if that's how it worked, but yeah, I mean, it's strange. It's this weird thing where it's. It, it feels very 10 years ago. The whole thing just feels like we've done it before. But, I mean, it's a rehash in a way that just feels more tired than usual just because it's been such a big gap between them. The cast is still really good. I like Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone. It's weird It's weird to see Emma Stone, though, in this movie now. Now, now that she's, like, won an Oscar and is, like, graduated from this work. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to do this shit anymore. I appreciate that she came back, because I think that's fun, and she clearly has a good, had a good time with it, but, I mean, I don't know. It's just more of the same. Pretty, pretty hit and miss in terms of humor. I, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't much to, there was not much to say about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it just exists. Emma Stone was mentioned in the show I've been watching. Oh, what was the show you've been watching? Uh, The Good Place. The most recent uh, season that's on television. The final season, I understand. The final season is on the Hulu. But uh, what's her name? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell's all like talking about like she doesn't want to do whatever she's been assigned to do. And she's like, how about Emma Stone? She's great. She was in La La Land and Zombieland. Hey, what is up with her being in all these movies that end in land? Oh, there you go. So there you go. Is there more than those two? Zombieland, the second one. Double tap, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think so. The favorite land. Easy A land. No. It's not that funny of a joke, but it was a joke. She was just stalling. Anyway. I was just talking. I was just naming uh, Emma Stone movies I like. I like Emma Stone. I like Emma Stone in in general very much. I think she's very good in most things. So uh, I'm watching The Good Place. That's what I'm watching. So how do you feel about this? Because it's apparently I have not seen an episode of the show, but I'm sure but everybody loves some reading it. on the internet. Everybody loves it, and I I don't know. It's one of those again where I've just felt like I missed the boat, and I'm just like it's past the time of watching it. But um, four seasons and done. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that? Because I think that's a it's a big it's a high concept show, and so I kind of get the idea of maybe. And I know the ratings have never been great, but I think it's by choice. They're choosing to end. After four, and it's a high concept. Maybe it's be- it needs to be an over. You know, you asked me this yesterday when I was watching it, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of those shows that as as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, let me watch another episode. But now that I now that I've had a night mm-hmm. pass, I'm like, oh, is it as good as the previous season? I don't think it is. So I think yeah. it is kind of like losing a little bit of steam. They're kind of having to reinvent. Yeah, the, the you know they're in 
a world with certain constraints, and so they're sort of having to reinvent. And it's it's a, yeah, it's a pretty high concept, as you called it. It's hard. That's a really hard thing to do. Um, I just the one I remember really liking that only recently got canceled was Last Man on Earth, a show that every season I thought. Well, this this has got to be this it. has got to be like you end. can't keep doing this. And then every season, I was like, well, I figured out how to do another season of this, and it's pretty good. Yeah. And then to the point where, like, when it got canceled, I was like, yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's like they probably could have done it again. They probably could have squeaked out another yeah. one because they somehow managed to. I mean, it was always the same, but they always managed to kind of refresh it and just yes. enough to keep it going. I'd say that's kind of where this one is at. I would say after the second season, the mid characters really fulfilled their arcs. Yeah. And then the third season was fun. And now the fourth season, I mean, I'm only a couple episodes in. Yeah. Well, um, the other show I wanted to mention that mm-hmm. I've been watching recently is on Amazon Prime, and mm-hmm. I've been watching it with our children, and it's called Just Add Magic. Now, did you, is there a new season of so, this? So, yeah, there's a... Okay, so, like, these girls, if I actually looked it up on the internet, which I am not interested enough in the show to do that, um, started the show a few seasons ago with, like, a special, and they were young. I want to say they were... They looked like young, little kids. The kids acting in the yes, show. Yes, there's okay. three main girls. Gotcha. So they've done a couple seasons now, but they they were a little bit spread out. Now they're kind of older. Anyway, so they're done. They finished the season, and um, I just got an alert in my Amazon Prime account that said new season, and now the magical book has been passed on to some new girls. So all those, so the kids in the first before you watched, they're not in it anymore. I think they're out. I think they might be in it a little bit, but it's but like you've been new watching girls. the new one. No, I, I mean that it's like a new season that just launched today. According to my Amazon Prime. Oh, but you just watched the last season with the yeah. original cast. So now you're on to... Is that was Saved by the Bell? Now you're on Saved by the Bell, the new class? Or Pretty much, yeah. Are you hoping for... What's your best case scenario? Is it going to be Saved by the Bell, the new class? Or is it going to be California Dreamin'? Or is it going to be Saved by the Bell, the college years? What's 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 your hope? Probably the college years? I mean, I'm not... The, the trick of that question is that none of those are great. Um, I mean, I'm confused by the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... That's okay. It's tough to find shows that, like, I can tolerate that our six- and eight-year-old can tolerate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the two- and four-year-old, I can just, like, not participate. But the six- and eight-year-old are now getting to an age where they want to watch stuff with me. So it's Saturday morning. Yeah. And we, I ignore them for a couple hours. And then by <laughs> the time I'm ready to, like, be a part of the living room experience, they want me to watch something with them. Yeah, that's called active parenting. I mean, they might want to actually do an activity with you. Have you ever Ah. considered that? Okay. Um, I already committed to an art project this weekend. You heard that. Yeah, I did. It's, well, it's hard because they are, we have a, we have a odd spread, right? So we've got some kids that want to watch bigger things and some kids that like the, you know, songs, you know, (laughs) like. Sawyer literally asked if she could watch Caillou yesterday. And I said, no. She I likes said, Caillou. It's fine. I said, I do not want to watch Caillou. Oh. You can watch Caillou when I'm not around. It's like right now they're really into the... They Listen, I like that Ryan's mystery playdate. That Ryan kid with the little Asian kid and his parents. Yeah. That Nickelodeon one where they made where they're like doing guests and stuff like that. That's pretty good. They took the YouTube star guy, the kid, and they made it into a thing. 
thing, and I appreciate that. And yes, I, I think it's a, a great production story. Value. And it's a great story. These you you know they came up as people just reviewing toys, and now look at them, they're huge, right? They've got toys and all sorts of stuff, right? But see, now they discovered on Hulu they have like edited versions of like the old toy reviews. And no, they're dumb. Oh. They're not. I mean, they're a lot less watchable. They, even the sound is bad. Well, so. no, because they're just compiled from that. Yeah. And look, it, it served its purpose then, but it's like. I no. don't want to watch Children, that. let's watch, like, if we're going to watch Ryan, this kid Ryan, let's watch him when he knows what he's doing. These, this yeah. kid doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, when he's got a producer. I need these kids. I need this kid, you know, exactly. He needs produced. Yeah, and all I've noticed is that <coughs> over the year, over the course of Ryan's life, they've just made the dad, like, have to get him in more. What's this deal? They always want to make the dad, like, uh, embarrassed or get pie on his face or something. I and then our kids, kids want to do that to me. I think kids have a lot of, like, uh, pent-up aggression towards their fathers. Oh, There's wow. a lot of dad issues going on in the world. Well, because my uh, four-year-old likes to, it's, you know, fall season, and she thinks it's fun to go gather herself up a bunch of leaves, and then she acts like this is some kind of shock, but she does it every day, at least twice a day, where she'll run up to me and then throw them all in my face and go, surprise! No, she goes, boo! She also says, surprise. Uh, and I don't know, like, and I'm just like, that was, and I just, she's, and she just goes, <laughs> she laughs and runs away. I'm just like, but I see what, I mean, I don't know. I don't you're know. like, this is not a, this is not a thing. But she enjoys it, so I'm like, okay, fine, keep throwing leaves in my face. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to do? She ripped up a bunch of pieces of paper so she could do the same thing with paper. Yeah, she, yep. So and, she then goes, she, and then they and then they use three of our fucking Tupperwares to save these ripped up pieces of <laughs> yeah. papers. So they I could finally, do it again. I finally today asked, "Can I throw these out so we can have our Tupperwares back?" And they said no. Marion was like, "Sure," and so I was like, "Ah, yeah." Because yeah. she was making pie. This is from this Ryan show. I know. Because she would put like the piece of papers under another like whole piece of paper, and it's like it's a pie for you. And then she'll just dump the confetti over the place and go surprise. Yeah. And then Fantastic. she won't clean up. And you're like, okay, can you clean up? No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. It's frustrating. It is. But, you know. What so, you just to recap for our segment, what you've been watching. I like that. Keep it, um, Don't lose that. Next next episode, you might lose that. Tyler recommends The Lighthouse. I do. He doesn't really recommend Zombieland. It's fine. Top. If you like the first one, you'll probably red, red box it for a dollar or wait till it's on a streaming right. service you get for free right um the good place if you're watching it you're watch already a fan episodes on yeah. hulu and if you have an eight-year-old go ahead and watch just add magic on amazon prime but you especially can... eight-year-old girls because it's about like three girls who are friends mm-hmm. and they do deal with some like friendship stuff and it's you know so it's fine and they, but you can't speak to the new characters yet because you haven't cannot, watched those yet well, but stay tuned the, the original is like three white girls and the new one, the central girl's black. So at least we got a little diversity. That's what we do. So we're improving in that regard. So that's good. Is that awkward that I said that? No, it just reminded me of our last episode about that we talked about Jay and Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob reboot, reboot. And one of the better jokes in that otherwise uneven movie is just like how every like the whole concept of reboot is is just like make it younger and diversify it. And so like the gang, the lady gang yeah. group is like a a black girl that's mute. An Asian girl, yeah. an Arab, an Arabic woman. Yeah, it's funny. It's but a funny. But let's be gag. clear, that's a good thing. No, it's a good thing, but it's fun. It's just funny because I mean, it is true. That's what we are doing with properties and just like diversifying it. The key in is, an effort. And let's be let's be clear in an effort to make money. To make money, but you know, also there's good, there's good things that come with it too because there's representation at play, and that's a good thing. And it's like a transition, right? So like. Yeah. Like, back in the 80s and 90s, we had the token black guy that would get murdered in all the movies. Yeah, yeah. But then you eventually, now there's two black guys in movies. <laughs> so that's progress. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. 
I don't know if the sarcasm is coming up very well, but it's pretty but good. But my hands I'm are laughing. up, and they can definitely see my hands are up, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. it's that's true. Yeah. What are you okay. going to do? Are you ready to talk about our feature Well, you film? talked about Just Add Magic. What better, I mean, what, what better, better transition? transition talking about The Witch? And, the, well, and the Harry Potter. Harry and Potter is Just Add, I mean, it's a similar, it's a similar property. Magic. Kids with Magic. Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> or the Chamber, colon, the Chamber of no, Secrets. No, it's Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And There's the no colons. There's no colons in the Harry Potter world. Oh, they don't do that in the UK, huh? No, I just in this particular franchise. <laughs> no, they don't do it in the. No, They're there's like, no colons in the Brits UK. Those Brits are like, fuck your colons no. and your semicolons. No, I'm, we're out. They fucking invented those things. Um, no, it's. I think it's just and the Chamber of Secrets. It, it's the it, second. It does appear the second film. Yes, and it's the second book, J.K. Rowling series. Yes, two thousand two. Yep. Came out November fifteenth, I believe. Our opening uh, trailer indicated correct. November two thousand two. Yep, rated PG. These are high stats, by the way. High stats. This is our segment called High Stats. Right. High Stats. Are you... See, but I like all this, but you're going to forget it, and then you're going to do something totally different next time. So here's the first hit on, on the movie. Okay. It is two hours and 41 minutes long. It is the... It's I believe too it, fucking long. I believe it is the longest Harry Potter movie. It's too Coming long. off of the shortest book, which is uh, an unusual choice. We can... Get into that a little bit more. Well, I think you can get into it right now. Okay. It's too long. <laughs> it is too long. Check. I agree with you. Next topic. No, it is it is very long. Um, it is directed by Chris Columbus, who was returning from uh, the original film. Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus. Chris. Is Christopher that the name of Christopher Col- Columbus? Like Columbus Day. Yep. He was Christopher Columbus, right? Not like Jonathan Columbus. And he's aware of this because his logo of his production company is like 1492 Productions. And it's like... Oh, so, ooh, so he's that's aware. That's kind of dark, though. Well, I mean, that's sort of fucked up. Well, it depends on your... He's all uh, like celebrating the murder of... Uh, it depends on your perspective on, perspective on history. On, oh, on history. Yeah, I mean... Your you, perspective on history? Well, right. I mean, yeah, as, we, as, we've, as we've come to know, Christopher Columbus, not a great guy. The Not the filmmaker, the guy who, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, so he's maybe a bad dude, but, I mean, did do things How that do led to... How you know he's the, a bad dude? You weren't there. Be no, nice. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who's leading me to the okay. other direction. I'm just saying so, your perspective on history can JK determine how Rowling you feel about it. wrote the book. Yeah, Steve Cloves. Steve Cloves with a K. Cloves. Okay. Yep. Just to let you know. Wrote yeah. the screenplay. He wrote a lot of these screenplays. Um, it's a real skill set to take a long-ass book with a lot of fucking, like... Well, in this case, the shorter book, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> it was still a long book, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. With a lot of, like... New, new world, not new world, but like <laughs> new world to see yeah. it there. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of stuff and having to cram it into a screenplay. But as the second book, he had less explaining to do, right? Less world making. Yeah, world building is done. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's a good uh, jumping off point for me because okay. I, I think, uh, what, well, do we want to say what we remember and then we can oh. do that? Oh, yes. Oh, the other segment. The, the <laughs> what do you remember? Right. Okay. This is where we write down, before we watch the movie, what we remember or a memory about the movie when we first saw it, uh, or some history with the film, if we have one. Okay. And what I'm, did... I'm, I'm definitely happy to go first. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I wrote, honestly, these all sort of meld together in my mind into one big Harry Potter movie. That's fair. And that's all I wrote. This is what I wrote. This is the second Harry Potter. <laughs> the one with the Chamber of Secrets. This one I remember being quite long. 
But I enjoyed it in the theater more than the first one. Except Dobby. That little elf guy seemed annoying. Also, this is the one with Kenneth Branagh as a pompous famous teacher. He's great. Oh, and giant spiders attacking Ron and Harry. Ron and Harry. We should watch Eight-Legged Freaks. Ooh, we should watch Eight-Legged Freaks. Okay, so that's a good jumping off point for me. Because I remember uh, last year when we did the first episode of this uh, series, maybe not series, doing the second one. Uh, I think we talked about how when I first saw the first movie, I was like, eh, pretty indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. Right? And then in our subsequent watching it again, and then especially when we watched it this, this just this last year, I found myself really appreciating a lot of the what Chris Columbus does, which is a lot of the world building, a lot of the casting, and does a, just some really strong work getting this world on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's it's tempo is a little uneven, sure. It's adapting the full book, just like this one does a little bit. Uh, the visual effects maybe were a little if iffy, you know, in some spots, especially Quidditch. But I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed how it was like this jumping off point. And I I enjoyed watching it with our kids who were kind of enchanted by the the whole world of it and the whole kind of just establishing these characters, right? So I, I like that. So on the flip side, I remember when I went to this second movie in the theater, I thought it was like... Were we, we were together. Um, 2002, yeah. so yeah. it's November, we got together in August. Yeah, so we I don't dating. know if we saw it together, but um, maybe we did. But I remember, well, it might have been Thanksgiving break, and maybe you went home, maybe? That's probably... Uh. That's I remember seeing. I know. That, I remember the theater I saw it in. Um, but I just remember thinking it was uh, better. Oh, I was like, oh, I enjoyed more of this. There's more things going on. I don't have to go through the homework of building the the Hogwarts school and all these teachers, and I like that. So now, uh, time has gone by. Yep. And I'm. I feel like I've flipped on this completely. So that yeah. I really like the first movie, and I really don't like this one very much. I think there's elements that work okay. But in, there's some lovable things. Yeah. But I'm in total agreement. It's in my. It's like my new. I know. Again, I haven't watched all, all of them the again. Others. But yeah. it is like my new bottom one. Yeah. In terms of my memories of these movies. Yep. And I, who knows what'll happen now because if we're just switched on two. Who knows? But I think it's a weird. Th- it's a. It's it's a weird situation in that it the the guy and the filmmakers the people that did such a great job kind of building this kind of just. Do the same thing again and don't don't propel the story forward or propel the characters anyway. It's very much like it is really like it feels like a sequel more than anything else mm-hmm. and not a chapter in this series. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the other movies, especially when they hired Alfonso Cuaron to do the third movie, I know big visionary director, change in tone, it gets darker. Like there's a there's a shift there. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this new style of trying to bring kind of a different personality and vibe to the franchise we have a new Dumbledore unfortunately because of the passing of Richard Harris and so there's a big shift right but this one just feels like it's going through the motions and skipping over and really just slogging through a movie that shouldn't be two hours and 41 minutes I think it'd be a lot better if it was just like two hours yeah I feel like writing the screenplay from the book you have to be you have to be willing to cut some shit out yeah and and they didn't, and they should have. Yeah, and I, and it's the same. Like again, it's like with the first movie. Some of the stuff that bothered me when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh, we're just going through all this world building." But it's important to kind of build the universe, right, and to get a good starting point for everything that goes forward through what will be eight movies and seven books. When you don't, so then there was a reason for it. Then we're here. It's like there's a we have this. We have another Quidditch match as an aside. We have all these other things that are happening. We go to this class. We do this. We do that. But it's not giving us anything new about the world. There's a few scenes in the beginning that I appreciated that do that. Like, we see uh, Ron's family 
more extensively. We go to their house. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit of that that becomes important later. Yep. I and like I think that. that scene that that works. And there's element there are scenes that work like that. But once the movie starts kind of kicking into its plot, which is I think a pretty solid like mystery, there's something that's cooking under the school, there's bad things happening. It's definitely darker, it's a little bit scarier. Our kids kind of responded to it as as it should be. It's a little bit scarier. Um, but then it just, every opportunity just wants to like stop and not do that plot and just go do some other shit around yeah. the school for 25 minutes. And it's just like, oh, why? Yeah. Also, Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. Dobby comes up right in the beginning, doesn't he? He shows up at the, is it the Dursleys? That's the, the house mm-hmm. where he lives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, to its credit, I think Dobby's uh, visual effect works pretty well. Um, still yeah, actually, looked pretty yeah, good. He looked good for 2002 he sounded good. He CGI. Well. Looked good. Um, it's a weird little character, though, isn't it? What is the fucking point of the character? Well, he's causing mayhem for Harry Potter because he knows. But why? What does he know? He knows that. Uh, Tell me more because I have some a lot of questions on this. Well, I think he knows that there is some bad shit happening with uh, the Chamber of Secrets and. Uh, the Slytherin house, and he knows this partially because of who he works for, or he's enslaved to, the Malfoy family. But what does he know about the Chamber of Secrets? He knows bad shit about it, I don't know. <laughs> because the Chamber You're really of... questioning my, my lore of so, Harry Potter, I'm not sure. The Chamber of Secrets. Right. And this basilisk that lives in it. Right. Kills mudbloods. Mudbloods, bad word. Muggle-born wizards and witches. Yeah, but mudblood. Which Harry Potter is not. Is not. He's not. But uh, Hermione is. But why is Dobby warning Harry Potter? Because Harry Potter is in the midst of this, and the whole goal of this whole thing is to go is after. It? Yeah, because the whole point of Voldemort coming back and raising to power is to basically no, stop the I, one I who is able to do that part. Yeah. But, like, okay, but I don't think that, like, how does Dobby know that Harry Potter's in danger? Well, it's a bad plan in general just because, like, he's he's really bad at keeping him away anyway. And he's making it worse and harder for Harry Potter. I mean, he nearly gets him bludgeoned to death on the Quidditch uh, thing. I mean, all of, it's, all, all of this aside, I think it probably works better in the book because if there's more... Because you're building a whole school it's year. It's just confusing. I don't feel like the Dobby character... It's probably a problem with the fucking book. I don't. I can't. I and haven't read also, that book in a long time. The basilisk is really shitty at its job. Why didn't it kill Harry Potter a hundred times? It had the opportunity to as it's rolling through the fucking school, getting everybody else. But it's not even getting that many people. I know it's really bad at its job. Well, it's not. It's it only comes out. Okay, so we need to just. Do we? Yeah, we need to un- to talk about it. We have to like unpack what's happening, right? All so right. you have twenty seconds. Oh, I was Go. hoping you were going to do this for me because it's oh, confusing. Actually, let's just do a little tea time with Tyler. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> this is a segment where I refill my tea <clears throat> and clear my throat. And I give Tyler a random thing that fucking pops into my mind usually seconds before I start pouring. Okay, Tyler, before... I think you already know where this is at. Before <laughs> I finish filling my tea, which is still a quarter full, so you don't have much time. Before I finish, what is the plot? Of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Something Go. is going around the castle petrifying people. They think it's Harry Potter for a little while for some reason. He can talk to snakes, and that's why people think it's an heir of Slytherin. Slytherin was a guy way back in the day that was super racist toward muggle-born... <laughs> muggle-born uh, people. Uh, very bad slander word. Mudblood for it. So this guy back in the day, who, by the way, got a whole freaking section of the... Wrap it up. You're almost out. No, it's important to talk about... 
Anyway, the the chamber is uh, being opened by somebody to go after um, muggle-born people. You just like there's you a lot rambled. to talk about. You ramble because there's things in there I want to talk about, which is the super. We can talk about those things, but you're like, we need to go back and like we got the plot. Because, yeah, I can't keep it straight unless we like lay it out. Because <laughs> it's a okay. mystery. The movie plays like a mystery. You don't find out a lot of this right away. Okay. okay? So there's a the basilisk is like a snake thing, right? We don't know what it looks like that till later. But we don't even know it's a basilisk. No, we don't. Know we don't even know it's killing people. But it is. It's a mystery. It doesn't it hasn't killed anybody yet, but it had killed someone in the past, right? And it is this thing that the Slytherin house. This guy made a chamber with this bad thing to kill muggle-born people. And then the fucking... So this is the part that makes me crazy. Then they were just like, yeah, let's name this fucking part of the I school after you. Had. Maybe you could take the he name off of it. He was one of the it. four founding people of the school. But, you know, maybe, like, no... Like, why are we fans of this guy, then? He's clearly not a nice dude. Except for the Malfoys, really like him. But other than that, is there anybody else? I mean, yes. Okay, the future Death Eaters and all that liked it. But maybe they could have squashed this whole thing by, like, knocking that shit down right away. I think that they're always... It's like this white nationalist always, shit. You gotta knock it down before it gets big. But I think the reason it didn't is because there's always bad witches in the group. Bad wizards. There's I guess. Always somebody... I think there's a pure blood way. Even though Voldemort himself they talk about is not a pure blood wizard it's almost as if this is like a commentary on on like life it is on the rich political history of human of human existence yes um but anyway uh someone is opening this chamber letting out the monster we come to find out it is tied to this diary that harry potter eventually finds and is the diary of one tom riddle and this, this diary is all like um, revealed Late. in the last fifteen minutes. Well, we of the think movie. it's Hagrid for a little while. We have to go find an aside where for we have to go to the spiders. Fucking minutes. I mean, there's even a point in this movie where we get a pretty good sequence of giant spiders attacking every the Ron and Harry. But it, if you, I mean, even Ron comments at the end of it, like they go out, they meet Hagrid, they think it's him. The Malfoy has already like sent Dumbledore away. They sent Hagrid back to Azkaban, the prison, and he's like, "Follow the spiders out." They go follow the spiders. A big spider says like one little thing, and then they get attacked by spiders for fifteen minutes. And then like Ron at the end is like, "What, what was that even? What was even the point of that? What do we even learn?" And I'm just like, yeah. "Exactly, Ron. And I know also, nothing." If, if the giant spider was gonna fucking eat them and have his little babies eat them, why the fucking slow telling of Hagrid saving them? Like what? Why the? Sh- it's all for exposition. It is, and it's just it's it's just too far. And I and that's it's frustrating because I do like the central mystery of like this this thing coming around and like petrifying people, maybe risk potentially killing them. And it's a fun mystery, and I think the payoff of that works pretty well. I like that it's like this. It's Tom Riddle is the diary. Yep. It is a, a Horcrux. It is a part of uh, <clears throat> Voldemort's soul that he's put on there to grow out of. If someone can control the the diary, mm-hmm. and we come to find out that he's manipulating Ginny Weasley to do this and to mm-hmm. get out, and then we have this great battle, and I like all that. I think it's great. But, like, the frustrating part of this is, like, we need to learn this this mystery. Harry and Ron and uh, Hermione need to learn this mystery, and they're like, well, you know what we can do? We can uh, take some of uh, the polyjuice and turn ourselves into a couple of those Slytherin guys, the henchmen guys, and we'll find out some information. We'll find out if Draco's behind this or whatever. We'll find out if Draco is the, the heir. Of the heir, because the heir is the one that can talk to snakes and also open the chamber, blah, 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 that people think is Harry. So then it's like, okay, great, let's do that. And then Hermione's like, well, hold on. It's going to take me some time to make this polyjuice potion. A oh, month. How long? A month? A month. A month to make a fucking potion that doesn't even change their goddamn voices. And then I get that it's like 
it's a taking place over a year, but the movie does not need to spend 25 minutes in between when we're waiting for this potion to get made. No, because it feels like a month. Oh, yeah. We get a scene with Dumbledore, which is, I mean, look, any, any scene with Dumbledore is good because of the Richard Harris factor, and it's they're good, but it, like, it serves no purpose other than to like introduce the bird. And it, there's a lot of people talking around what's going on, and then we get another Quidditch match, which I just, it looks a little better visually, but I still don't understand the rules of Quidditch. Like, it just seems like you just got to catch that little thing, and it's done. You know what? If if I was a good podcast producer, yeah. I would cut right now yeah. to you saying the same fucking thing last year, and me fuck explaining it to you. We are not going to redo that. No, but there's a new hiccup to this one that I find incredibly frustrating, and it is this 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 idea that these teachers at this school these teachers are, are terrible. Fuck-ups. They're just fucking Every idiots. single one of them, because, like... They just don't give a shit if these kids get fucked up. No. Like, even, like, Hagrid says, like, there's a fucking uh, magical bludger ball that's, like, out of control. It's clearly been cursed. It's clearly cursed. It's going after Harry Potter. Not only that, so it's gonna, it's trying to harm Harry Potter, one of your players. It's potentially going to harm someone else. It's also destroying the fuck out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's blasting through the under where all people are sitting. This massive amount of damage going on. Yeah. And I realize that there are magicians and they can just fix this easily. But, like, you stop the match is what you do. It's just the basic thing. We stop fucking... Uh, cross country meets for sleet. Sleet will cancel these things, See, and these kids are the still flying around. The more we talk about this, the more I'm like, I don't fucking like this movie. It's frustrating that they never are, and then they're always just like, "Well, Harry Potter must have killed the thing." Well, and then Dumbledore, like, "Well, I know that he didn't do it." It's like, "Well, why don't we just? If you know that, then why are we, we going through the motions?" That because last year Harry Potter saved the day. Yeah, he's not going to be killing people yeah, with the I'm thing. So f- that's just fucking obnoxious. And it all involves a little bit of uh, Moaning Myrtle, which is a character that is... Uh, played by a 65-year-old lady. It, she is. She's played by... It's the, she was in her late 30s, I believe, when she played the part. Uh, and you can tell. <laughs> she yeah, there's ghost. one part where she turns her head, and I'm like, that girl has some major crow's feet going on. Yes. It turns out I that mean, she... I'm 36, so I'm like probably the same age that actress was, but fuck. And I, pre- you know, it's not just this goofy character. She is tied to this plot. She was the kid that was killed all those years ago when the Basilisks got out the first time. And so I like that, and that the opening of the chamber is in this toilet area, which is funny to me, but it was I, under a sink. I get it. But When you had told me that she was 37 or something like that, um, and then watching her, I think I know why. Because you can't have, like, a teenager do that role. Like, what she does in the movie... She's doing, like, a really caricature... It's a big performance. You probably couldn't get it out of a kid. Oh, she's, like, crying. She's, like, doing this fake... I don't know. And I think they thought they could get away with it because it's, like, she looks like a specter and you can't see her face clearly and it's, you know, whited out or whatever. And I don't know. You can tell she's older, though. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Um, What'd you think about... Uh, Kenneth Branagh as our new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. So entertaining. My favorite part is when he's standing in front of the painting that's painting himself. Yes. He is, um, I mean, this, I mean, no one, you can never say that this movie, this series in general, just can't cast the fuck out of this. I mean, it's perfect. Everybody is perfect. And he is, even though his stuff is utterly inconsequential to the plot of the movie yes. for the most part yes. it is at least enjoyable to yeah. see him and it's a new character um it was supposed to be hugh grant which i'm I th- so fucking glad it wasn't hugh grant hugh grant's fucking annoying which would have been like i think at the time that's a he is a he was a probably a bigger star at that time i think kenneth branagh overall wins that battle 
and it would probably still would probably win it even currently 2019 because he's just a little bit more prominent than Hugh Grant is right now. I don't know. I think Hugh Grant would have been fine, but Kenneth Branagh. I mean, how are you gonna? The only thing I don't like about it being Kenneth Branagh is that he can't. He never comes back into the series. Like that's just the one and done. He's not that character does not return like some of the other um, important characters. Return, I know, but it. I Kenneth Branagh could have been another one of these English actors that could have sure. played an important character oh, yeah. down the road and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- hung around for more movies, right? <clears throat> but I do like uh, his arc. I do enjoy that he gets to be a part of this climax ever so briefly because they're he he's always he's a a braggart who has written books about his his tale his tales of wizardry that none of it is clearly true. He's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it he continues this, other people's stories and and it continues this tradition of always getting a new defense against the dark arts teacher um you know that being said i don't think we need this whole uh wand fight with draco i know we get no. the snake after that and all that but i don't know it's weird because um i think the best uh actor in this whole franchise is alan rickman yep gets not a lot to do in this movie unfortunately. no he does not get a lot to do it almost makes it seem like if you didn't know what he does in the later movies that he's like checked out that he's yeah. just like phoning it in and on this movie that i mean i'm sure that happens i i, I mean i'm sure that's happened in other movies too um but he's so great in that part that um but he just literally he's not has getting, nothing to do yeah he's not getting anything to even play both ways like the way you like to see snape is like well is he good is he bad you know what's the deal here he doesn't get a whole lot of that in this movie and that's unfortunate and then the other big 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 issue the yeah. biggest issue of the movie is i the think sidelining of Hermione Granger. And I was thinking about this because, yes, the Polyjuice potion is one instance where she gets sidelined for a while. She accidentally turns herself into a cat. She gets the wrong hair. Uh, she sits out that adventure. Yep. She gets petrified later, sits out that adventure. She is gone for most of the major sequences in this movie. Um, I think giving J.K. Rowling the benefit of the doubt, I would, if I had to guess, because of how skilled and smart she is in terms of like solving all of their problems and helping them through the adventure last time the idea was maybe like we need to see ron and harry try to like figure shit out without like the smart character to help them through and there's an element to that that i get i think when they're doing the spiders and a little bit that kind of works because you got ron who's you know always scared and frightened and then harry potter's got to figure it out a little a bit too much. I feel like it's... He's a little over... It's a disservice to that actor and that character. It's a little broad. I think it's probably one of the broadest performances of him. He gets better as the movies go on. He was always kind of the one that was... The one that had to grow into the part a little bit more, I thought. Like, well, I thought Harry and Hermione was... for him, though. Yeah, he... He has to be like, ooh, 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 It's ooh. big. <laughs> it's just a lot of fucking experience giant expressions he has to fucking make anyway i just think narratively there's maybe something to the idea of like taking hermione out of the element and the romance grow and let let them try to figure something out without uh, harry potter has to be brave on his own because he needs to face this thing blah 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 ron you know there's there are ways to do that but it happens too much in this movie because she's such a great character that's just kind of like not present for any of this and I just, I think maybe yeah. it's a personal disappointment or it's a problem for the movie. I think it's a little bit of both. I wish that she was in more of it. Because she's the best. She's the best character. They should have sidelined Ron for the potion one. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, that I think the idea there is like they just want Ron there for he's the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Although, that being said, I think the funniest line in the movie is uh, at the end when 
they say Dumbledore says that they're canceling exams, and Hermione goes, "No," which I think is, no. which is not a, like a funny joke, really, but it's her performance that's really good that I think uh, works really well. In it that. is in total alignment with her character. Yeah. So, um, so there, you know, like even though we're kind of like harping on this a little bit, there are a lot of elements that are that work. I think Kenneth Branagh works. Dumbledore, all that stuff still works. Um, the other thing that really works as a new addition is Jason Isaacs as um, so he Mr. wasn't Malfoy. in the first one. I don't think so. I think this is his introduction, and it is Draco's dad, and his name is Mr. Malfoy. <laughs> I was thinking. I just said Mr. Malfoy. <laughs> I was hoping you knew his name. Um, I mean, if I was doing my job, I, I have looked it up already. He is. Uh, is it Marco Malfoy? <laughs> no, it's Lucius. Uh, Lucius. That's it. Lucius. So he's got a job with the Ministry over with uh, Ron's dad. He's clearly a bad dude, right? He's a bad guy. But it's Jason Isaacs who's doing just that. He's got a great evil face. And then yeah. I I read afterwards that he it was like his idea to give him like longer hair. So he's got this long, I mean, it's such, it's like Fabio hair, but it somehow works. Like, it just works for this he's guy. He's like an evil Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, evil Legolas. He's got a cane. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is just so big, but he's such a good performer just in his, like, a sneering. Like, he, everything on his face works so well that all this bigger, larger than life stuff just kind of, like, complements that in a strange way for this world. So I liked his, um, incorporation here. He's not in a ton of the movies in the beginning kind of pops in and causes some trouble for people and then he has got some good stuff at the end with Dumbledore and Harry. Do you think knowing what you know about his character throughout the rest of the films that he would really attempt to murder Harry Potter? Well, he attempts to murder him later. I mean, just like right there with his wand and the curse the the killing curse. I read about this a little bit. Apparently Jason Isaacs like had only read a certain part of the, where he was trying to like say a line and he like they were it sounds like they were letting these guys improvise a little bit because there's like, a couple things they talked about like improvisation between Harry and him in, in the previous scene mm-hmm. and he was saying like the only I mean this is apparently the story he told was that he could only really remember the beginning part of like one spell and they didn't tell him something specific to say so he said what is the killing curse not knowing that that was necessarily what it was now that being said I, I don't so I don't I don't necessarily buy that he was going to give him a killing curse right there. Mm-hmm. I think he was going to smack him across the room. But maybe he's a pretty pretty evil dude. I mean, he might have just decided like, why not just end it? Although, what it makes him think like if Voldemort couldn't kill him, what makes you think you're going to be able to do it, bud? Yeah, probably not going to be able to do it. <clears throat> Although, who's the guy? no? It's uh, strange. That's the whole that's a whole other thing going down the line. I'm trying to. It's it's weird because we've not watched any of these no, or read any of these in a while. Together into one so giant movie. Even when you're watching these, you're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. Like, well, this is this is going to happen, or this person's going to show up, and this. I know it makes me want to keep watching. Yeah, and maybe we we will because our kids. Um, I think our kids enjoyed it. I think it was a little bit scarier, and, and I it's think long as fuck, and as long and they lost interest in the length. They were all of them went and did something else for a little bit. Um, I think the third one was when those Death Eaters come up, and I don't know how our kids are going to react to those I mean, guys. Those are scary to me. Those are scary looking dudes. So I don't know how they're going to do with that. I don't know if we'll show them that. We'll Elliot will pretend like it's fine, but Marina's. I don't know. She might Fun not react fact, well. They cut out a lot of shit for to get like a lower positive reading in some other countries like what do they cut out the petrifying shit they change not yeah the and they change some of the words like when one of them says or when one says somebody says i'm gonna kill you he says i'm gonna get you mm. um because they have like an under six and an under 12 rating oh. in like germany and some other countries so i thought that was what's crazy fact. is that the franchise just gets much darker later on it just keeps i mean these 
these the books and the movies age up as the characters get older. Mm-hmm. So these ones are the more the two that are kind of more intended to be for kids, and then they kind of just get a little bit darker and a little bit darker. And then by the it's like number five is when we're starting to lose like. I think, well, there's some death in the other ones, but number five is when I start to lose, like, major characters. Yeah. Um, and that's a little bit more intense. Um, but then again, if you talk to that person who talked to me at the Black Knight screening uh, when I first saw the first movie, this is the Devil Worship movies. Remember, that was an episode, whatever, when we talked about the first movie. Oh Remember God. when I saw, I'd, instead of going to see this movie on opening day, I saw Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. And someone in the theater turned around and a woman and her kids was like, I'm just so glad to see you here, not at that devil-worshipping Harry Potter movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know. You are a devil worshiper. There's that. Well, just me and the whole freaking world that saw all these movies and bought all the books. Um, yeah, yeah, let's talk about how much money this movie made. A lot. How much did it cost to make this movie, Tyler? They had a bigger budget, I'm sure. Just to go back to our high stats before we finish out the episode mm. here. $100 million budget. Yeah. Is the guess, and then they made like two fifty eight, two hundred fifty eight million. Yeah, worldwide, uh, in domestically. Oh, domestically, yeah, two sixty two. Really, such a cheater. No, I didn't. That's a great. You're a cheater. I didn't cheat. That was a straight up guess. So that Jesus. sounds right. You were. Would you say two fifty eight? You win. You were only four million. Under didn't go over either. In prices right rules, yeah. you did not go over. It's pretty good, right? Um, worldwide, I don't know. Eight eighty. Sure. Eight hundred eighty. I don't know. Now, if you had to ask me what the most, the highest grossing one is, I don't know the answer to that. I would think it's probably Deathly Hallows Part 2, but then if you adjust for inflation, maybe this that first one. Who knows? Because uh. I know that people went and saw that. Ooh, before yeah. we're done. Anyway, um, before we finish that movie, I did also like the Dumbledore stuff at the end. Because, um, number one, it was Richard Harris's like last movie. Yep. Sad. Um, although, in the flashback scene where we see Tom Riddle with Dumbledore... I thought that um, he looked a lot like Michael Gambon, who would take over the role in the next movie, which I thought was strange. I was like, almost like, wait, did they like the Gertie Cat? Like, it's just like he had that younger look about him. And I thought that was a pretty good choice. I thought you were going to make it the joke you already made while we were watching this movie that he did not look like Jude Law in the flashback. Oh, yeah. He didn't look like Jude Law, which I was disappointed in. But, I mean, that's a whole other thing. We just talked about that movie maybe two episodes ago, that second uh, Grindelwald. Yeah. Oh, man. Those things are running the franchise into the ground. Um, No, but I like that Dumbledore scene uh, where... First of all, by the way, without Hermione, we think Harry Potter is going to beat the snake or whatever. Well, kind of. Dumbledore managed to give him a magic hat and a magic sword to beat it. And so, a magic bird. Yeah, I mean, you know, so maybe he didn't do that great. We'll just say that, right? He Dumbledore helped him out before he got banished, right? He helped him. But anyway, what I liked, um, they try to cover that up by saying, like, well, it appeared to me, because he's like, well, Dumbledore, Hogwarts is here to help you for Patrons of Truly Believe, and he compliments Harry's loyalty and it says, it's not who we are, it's the choices we make. And I liked that little um, little coda for that performance, especially. Why? I just, it's a good message. And I also really thought that the mudblood talk and the muggle talk when Hermione gets called that name right away in the, toward the beginning is handled really well, too, because it really kind of hits on the severity of that word to her. And I like that performance. I do have a question about mm-hmm. that. She's new to the magic world. She, her parents are muggles. But how would she know? It just they in the movie they have her have such a visceral reaction to. Well, it. she's been there for two years now, a year and a half. 
It's a bad word. It, we know that it's a. It, we know it's a bad I word. Know her reaction is plus, pretty fucking dramatic. Plus, though. she probably. I mean, even when you. So I imagine when you go to Hogwarts that first year, you've known that you're going to be have magical powers before that. Like, there's a situation. Like, you're not just that first year is not your first year of schooling. Like, you probably know already that you've got some stuff. Not just the Harry Potter story is one story, but like for other people, maybe they know they have magical powers before then. They learn. These aspects of the they human world. They get introduced. They get introduced to the world sooner than some other people do because she's so you're saying she got called those words. Yeah, because previously. in the in the first Harry Potter movie, she's definitely more familiar with the magical world, even though she is new. To, she's a first year student as well. She right. knows more. Fine, I'll give you that. So she must be at least partly, um, or no? Is well, I might even have was it only one of her parents. I don't even remember. If one of her parents a Muggle and one of them not, or no, something. Both of them. But again, this goes back to the point that Lord Voldemort himself is not a pureblood. He uh-huh. is the he was born of uh, of Muggles as well. But I like those elements that that play into the movie pretty well, and I I, I there there are things to like in this. Did we hit all our segments today? No, I have one more. segment I have for another you. segment too. What would Roger say? Oh, good. Um, what's your guess on what um what would Roger say? Where we talk about what Roger Ebert gave these movies oh. back in the day. Out of his four stars and thumbs up and thumbs down. I mean, I would. I remember that he liked the first one quite a bit, and I would maybe say that he also liked this one three stars. He gave it a solid four stars. Four stars, my god. He had like zero criticisms for it, and he wrote a lot. Because it's kind of funny on some of the movies he reviews, it's like three paragraphs and he's out. This is like <laughs> four pages. It's a big movie. Probably more people win the paper because you got to remember this was. There's column inches at play here, Angela. Yeah. He wrote for a newspaper. Harry Potter is a big movie that comes out. They want to hear Roger's thoughts. They want to. They save. They save inches for him. They save column inches. He so talks he wrote about the production designer. He talks about the three new characters. Those are good. Good. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, yeah. When I complain about this movie, if I had to rate it on a star system, I, even with all the complaints, I would still say it's like a two and a half star movie because there's there's a lot of elements here that that. I like in part of the world. It's just that it's too fucking long and we are losing the plot too much. But I, you know, it's not like I like all these movies in general. So yeah, as a week one, it's still like eh, two and a half star movies. Not horrible. It's watchable. Question for you. Mm-hmm. The end of the movie when Hagrid comes back from Azkaban. Yeah. Thoughts. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> you forget about him. You don't know yet. The Azkaban Sucks. is a torturous fucking hellhole. Yeah, with the mentors. But they're shit. like, oh, and it's just like, where the fuck have you been? Well, if anybody can handle it, though, he's a pretty big dude. He could probably handle it all right. Although I just remember, like, because in the third movie, one, we see the Dementors, and two, like, the shots, the little moving flyers of Gary Oldman, Sirius Black, is always, he's always, like, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not happy. <laughs> yeah. And I know he's supposed to be, like, written as like, a bad guy for a little while, but, you know... No, he's just still like it there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bad place. Yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah. I feel like all the Hagrid stuff could have gotten cut out of this movie. It's unnecessary. I mean, that's true. I have a segment for you. It's called Angela Explains It All. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. So, oh God, Angela. What? what? In Harry Potter, I feel like there are three... 
defining teachers. I'm going with this one, but I studied up for the other one. I don't care. <laughs> oh, Tyler, you tipped me off, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do my research. You told me you didn't want to do the other one. This? Well, maybe let you do both then, because nah. I still have an answer on it. I still don't know You're what the other things are. on it? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to explain it just like I did with Quidditch in the last Harry Potter episode, and you're going to be like, next episode, okay. you're going to be like, what the fuck's... We're going to do both. Okay. What the fuck is a horcrux? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> are you ready? Yes. Do I have a time limit? Or you no, I just want to know. Best? I just, I can't remember and it's confusing. And if you have examples of them, please share. Okay. A horcrux. Yes. Is an object. So if I'm a bad dude. Yeah. I can use my dark magic to um, help myself be immortal. Oh. So how I do that is first I murder somebody. Ooh. That breaks my soul. Oh, that breaks my heart. And so I take that part of my soul. It's like a shard. Mm. That's going to be important in another what? episode. Just teasing. <laughs> so I take a shard, uh, my broken piece of my soul, oh, sad. and I can do some sorcery stuff and shove it into that. Like in a pot or? Object. So like a Tom Riddle's diary. But how do you build, make that? Do you got to get a, like a big old stew pot? Nope, it's just going to be like, who's How's it go? Use your wand, then? It's a wand It's a wand act? It's a wand and a spell. Okay. It's a special spell. You got to say some shit. That, and the only place um, in Harry Potter land mm-hmm. where you can find this spell is in the big dark arts book. Okay. Which Dumbledore kept in his office to protect from people. But there he has it. Tom Riddle got a hold of that book before Dumbledore was able to take it away. He memorized that fucking spell. Jude Law, man. It's all his fault. So he puts him... So he has to kill somebody, then he put him part of himself back into the thing so that if he dies, his spirit is still out in the world. Okay. Or piece of his spirit. And then his piece of his spirit that's stuck in the object, like Tom Riddle stuck in the diary, mm-hmm. has energy and thought and ability to do things which and is why I can, control people. Which is why I can ghostwriter with Harry yeah. Potter in this movie. It can ghostwriter with Harry Potter. It can take over Ginny Weasley. It can, as it gets stronger, it starts sucking energy from people okay. until the point where it can become strong enough that it can then grow a new body. Like Hellraiser. So like in the first movie, what happened? That guy had it on his face, the back of his head. Yeah. That and one so, teacher. Yeah. That's, he was a... Was that a horcrux? Well... There was something, and then, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what other... Um, okay, so my question is, was when Harry Potter uh, first encountered uh, Voldemort, mm-hmm. did that then kill that version of Voldemort, leaving only mm-hmm. these horcruxes or these other shards of his soul alive? And that's the only reason he's coming back, because there's yeah. these soul because pieces he around. put himself out And that is why, at the end of this series, the whole idea of killing Voldemort is to finally kill all of the horcruxes. Yep. So the Horcruxes are okay. Um, Tom Riddle's diary. Yes. Marvolo Gaunt's ring. Don't Mar- remember that. Well, that must be later. Salazar Slytherin's locket. Yeah. Remember that. Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Uh huh. That's a thing. Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem. Nah, I don't remember what that fucking is. Harry Potter. Oh, he's one. Right. That's right. Yep. Unknown to Voldemort until after he that passed. thing that was in that cave where Dumbledore and him and went to the sixth Nagini movie. The snake, the snake, right? Who's like a uh, a nice lady in the new movies? I'm confused. Yeah, <laughs> not so... a snake. The point is, she's not a snake. Then to kill the Horcrux, to destroy the Horcrux, you have to use something very, very, very powerful, like the Basilisk's venom, Gryffindor sword. These uh-huh. are things that can kill Horcruxes. Cool. 
All right, that's pretty good. I, you obviously did some research before you. Uh, I read for five minutes on the wiki. Uh, Harry Potter fan. I appreciate that because when I look at that shit, I'm, I get lost immediately because there's names of stuff. And when it, this is my problem with why I never got into Game of Thrones, when there's a bunch of names of shit, I lose track. That's true. You gotta skim over that. I'm just like, what the fuck, fuck all the sort of blibber blob. Yeah, and skim right over I can't that handle it. And just get to like the gist. Like the Gryffindor and the, I mean, I know that, yeah, there's too many of those. I just can't, uh, I can't, my brain can't do it. I like to see the visual because even I, you know, I've read these books, right? But I think I, for the most part, I pretty sure I don't think I read a book until I saw the one of the move, like the movie series first, a little yeah. bit, at least the first part of it. Yeah. And I, and I have to admit to myself, I do, I like that. I like when someone's already done the work of like casting Snape, and it's like that's Alan Rickman. So I don't need to think about Snape or Slither, Severus Snape or whatever his name was before or whatever who the fuck or his parents were. It's like that's fucking Alan Rickman, and Alan Rickman's awesome, and I can put that in my brain, and that's what works for me. When I'm, I'm a visual, I like the visual uh, casting. I like that. Because when I, because you know, I read, I've read other books where I don't get to see their faces, and then when you see the movie, you're like, well, that's not how I, well, that's not how I envision them. I don't like that, and then that bothers me. Yep. So I like to. That's get, a common experience. Yeah, just give me, do the work for me, and then all that's who I get to visualize, and I like it. Yep. That's why I always thought I really like Sirius Black because I was like, ooh, I like Gary Old, Gary Oldman. That's a good. I saw him before I saw read the book. Yes. So what I can tell you about Horcruxes is yeah. you don't want any because it means you have to murder someone and break a piece of your soul. And so by the time Voldemort was done making his seven fucking Horcruxes, he wasn't. Each time you do it, breaks the same amount of chunk of your soul off. So that's why he's a dick. So each time he just lost more and more and more of himself until finally, when he goes to kill Harry Potter, there's so little of him left. Oh, it didn't take much to kill him. So, but it also made him a dick. Yeah. Fucking yeah. evil. So why is the fucking Malfoy such dicks? How many of the Horcruxes have they got of those guys running oh, around? Oh, they probably got a few. Yeah. I mean, you know. Such dicks. Um, okay, so my other one that I was going to have you do. In Harry Potter, uh, well, there are three uh, key teachers that we, we know and love throughout the series. Uh, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Severus Snape. So I want to ask you, in your life as a child, growing up as a student... If you could name me your Dumbledore, your Professor McGonagall, and your Severus Snape. I knowing will... And you could do this any way you want. Knowing what you know about Snape later, knowing what you don't know about Snape right now, etc. I will answer this right after you do. Oh, I don't have an answer. Oh, no. You ask it, you fucking answer <laughs> no, it. I didn't have an answer. Well, you could... Oh, go. You should have done Tea Time with Tyler for that, because this is your segment. Cl- not Clarissa. Angela explains <laughs> it all. Clarissa <laughs> explains it all. Angela explains it all. Okay, tell me who to say first. Your Dumbledore. My Dumbledore, so... You know, like you're the, the one that... The old wise teacher. You hold in the highest esteem. Like, they could do no wrong. Nobody. Nobody. You didn't Does have one of those? have a, a mentor? Dumbledore? You didn't have a mentor like that? No one growing up that you just like, idolized? No Mr. Feeney in your life, good sir? Well, I would say that mine was more of a Mr. Snape character. Okay. And let's call him Mr. Snape, because that's fun. Okay. Was his name Mr. Snape? That's uh, that's convenient. No, mine was my probably my band instructor. Uh-huh. Was he kind of a high dick? School. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. He was kind of awful, mm-hmm. but also very awesome and inspiring and encouraging, but also kind of harsh. Like being harsh maybe for reasons that you don't understand also, just yet? He'd also lose his temper and throw things at people. Oh. Like his little... Uh, Conductor baton. Like J.K. Simmons he and Whiplash? He would get so pissed and chuck that shit, man. 
And he'd be like, you didn't practice at all. And he just like knocks stands over and that's he'd that storm whiplash. out. That's the whiplash yeah. thing. That's why I like that movie so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, but he was doing things he that he, 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 he was doing things that were maybe you didn't understand, but served a greater purpose. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then I think maybe more of us have probably had a, a McGonagall type, which I think is someone who is a little underestimated in that, in that she's always there for you. She's stern and tough and she gives you hard love, but she's always, she's loyal and she's there for you and she's strong and she's kind of like your consistent, Beacon that you just are letting, you know, while you're looking over at Dumbledore, really, McGonagall's doing an awful lot of fucking work to keep this shit straight. You know what I mean? Like, a teacher that just, like, was there and did the shit, and even though you may not have liked him every day, they were there taking care of business, teaching you things you needed to learn. Turn it into cats. Oh, that's a tough one. Turn it into cats part made it a little harder, sorry. Um, that's just a tough one. Yeah. Did I actually learn things from this teacher? Well, yeah, but you're just like you're, you're just like I don't appreciate it because you know what? She's always there, and I'm always thinking Dumbledore's the best, and you know. But she's she's there. She's doing the work. I don't know. What about you? Um, I mean, the best one I could probably say is uh, in high school I had a teacher named Mrs. Sailor, and sometimes I really didn't appreciate her sternness with me, but I there was a purpose to it, and she was trying to. Uh, get me to do certain things that were that were good for me, and she knew more than I was giving her credit for, and that's who I kind of think of when I think of that uh, that character a little bit. I didn't also did not have much of like a Dumbledore. Uh, Does anybody? Type. I that's don't know. what's wrong with America. We don't have any more Mister Feenies out there taking care of our kids. That's someone that you just look up to. We also don't have a, a you, you know you don't have a lot of teachers that follow you throughout. I mean, I that's have a true. coach, so maybe like a, well, yeah, my softball coach. Were they more of a Dumbledore or a McGonagall? Let's say a McGonagall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting the shit done. Getting you through. Mm-hmm. No Dumbledores, though. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things. I mean, and, and to be fair to the Harry Potter world, he's very much like a father figure. More than a lot of things. Like, that's the part he's playing. Which is odd that he's, he's also lost his mother, but it's always like the father thing with harry potter like he needs this person in his life to look up to right mm-hmm. even though well, he's a wizard well they're all fucking wizards no it's wizards and witches what the fuck no what there's there's no difference is there mm-hmm. witches Ma- are girls and wizards are boys how is that different you but- could be a wizard and be a, you don't have to be a witch to be a wizard you'd be a you mean a boy yeah, what well, I think that's a total. Those are two totally different things. A witch is more of like the the the, the spellies and the the goblets, and I think a wizard is more of the the wand. And I think you, you, they're not. There might be terms for the gender, You're but I don't know. Probably hundred percent right. I'm just going based off of other magic. Professor things. McGonagall is a is a wizard. She's not just a. Is she she might also be a witch, but she, I would still characterize her as a wizard. Interesting. There's a lot of people out there that are maybe. Uh, love Harry Potter that are just fucking furious with us for getting so much wrong. We're definitely not Potterheads. No. We like this stuff, but we're not... I mean, it's hard to keep track of it all. We could do research before we do the podcast, but who has time? And also, who knows what we're going to talk about? Because we just sort of let the flow... Yeah. Take us... Let the river take us where it will. The river... Yeah, the river wild. The river runs through it. All those things. um, So, according to this... Google result. <laughs> In Rowling's stories, wizards and witches are simply two ways of referring to the same thing. Okay. A person with magical power. Gotcha. See wizard it. applies to men, witch applies to women. 
All right. A distinction quite common in English. Oh, okay. A little bit. A little bit. I didn't, mm-hmm. A little, a little you, aggressive. You, a little passive feel, aggressive in that feel, Google result, though. Like, you a little feel a little smacked out by that? Well, well, it's just like, okay, I, that's pretty much what I said. I wasn't sure about the words, but it didn't need to tell me, like, it's a common English thing. If you had known anything, you would have known this. Okay, Google. Like, calm down. Was that a Wikipedia entry? No, but oh, I would just like bitch. to say that, boom, I told you I was right. Boom. Were you? No, because you said yes. that witches were different. No, I said witches are girls that was and the wizards second thing are boys. You said. That was the second thing you said. No, it wasn't. Roll the tape. What? Boop, 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 boop. Well, can you? When should Angela is right. Quickly Google male witch and see what, if there's another word that comes up. For Harry Potter? No, just in general. Oh, no, there can be male witches. Thank you. Well, Jesus Christ. That's what I mean, I'm trying to like, say. I mean, but like, not really. That's what I'm trying to say. There's another term no, for a, a really male can't. witch. It's called wizard. No. Or warlock. Warlock. That's the one I was thinking That's of. That's the one. I liked your finger coming at me real hard like a warlock. fist bump. That's warlock. It. Warlock. Well, that was just like a, yeah, a warlock. And then a, fe- a male, uh, a, what about a, uh, yeah, no, that's right. Okay. What about a female wizard? No, I think that's just wizard. That's what I was, that's, that's all my point was from mm. the beginning was that they're all wizards. No, they're witches and wizards. Jesus. So Hermione's not a fucking wizard? No, she's a witch. This is bullshit. I don't like the, ter- I don't like the gender split. I think it should just be the same one term. Oh my God. You know what? That is very indicative of the difference in the last that the last 17 years have made we are not a cisgender population anymore we are not just like what did you just say (laughs) cisgender not familiar with that (laughs) but like a like binary like it's either boy or girl you know yeah i'm just kidding you're not kidding i'll i'll send you an article (laughs) no i know about that thank you oh okay do tell we're not, we don't, uh, it's like the pronoun use and stuff like that. We're not, uh... What is saying, cisgender? Oh, I don't know. Define cisgender. I've, I've actually seen some of that. I, I think I understand the concept, but I never use the phrase, so I don't ever use it. Denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. Yeah, okay, so good. So we're no longer... Yeah. Exclusively a cisgender population. Yeah, good. I'm glad that that confirms what I thought it meant. That's good. Yeah. No, I just never used the phrase. So it's kind of a, a way of saying, like, that's very cisgender. That's very, like, you're either a boy or a girl based I, on your yeah, genitals. I get a little bit uh, can, when the, there's, there's terminology for things. There is that, new terminology. But for things that I've already kind of felt for a long time, so I don't know the words. I know. You've always been a proponent that witches can be wizards and wizards can be witches. I am genuinely still confused. I just feel like they're all wizards. <laughs> They're all in the same classes. <laughs> why are we just think? Why are we just separating them? I don't get it. Okay, now I want you to take a second, real quick, uh-huh. and think. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Because every time we end the podcast, you're like, "Oh fuck, I forgot to talk about." Are we still recording? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that's good. The tape um, is still rolling. I don't know. You want me to like spend an actual minute looking at my notes? Oh, you have notes? I well, I didn't look at them entirely one time. I don't know why I even bother writing them down. <laughs> what is the point? Tyler. Ooh, the basilisk monster when they when it's a practical effect uh, mm-hmm. when they use looks the head very good looks awesome. I like that a practical effect. I always harp. I always love the. There's a I, lot every of, episode I talk about. What's frustrating that. about this movie mm-hmm. is how inconsistent the visual effects are. Sometimes oh, yeah. they're really really good and impressive, and then other times you see Harry Potter being flung around upside down during a Quidditch match, and it looks like. A Tiny Toons cartoon. But it is actually, that's still a huge improvement on the first movie's Quidditch uh, scene. It's still not great, but it looks a lot better. I did have that line, I'm glad I looked at my notes. The You're earlier welcome. line I liked was that it is not our abilities that make us who we are, it is our choices. 
You said that. I said it is not our who, who we, we are. are. Yeah, it's better to say abilities because he's like, yeah, his abilities are not what makes him who he is. It's his choices with those abilities. I like that as a through line so through the whole what, franchise. What choices are you making, Tyler? What are you saying? You have abilities. What choices are you oh, making? Oh, I have no abilities. But what choices are you making? Choices of what? Life. To be like an awesome hero. We got this podcast. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look at your notes again. Real no, quick. I, there's no Nintendo game like there was the, the ones I wanted to talk about in other episodes. Oh, I wish I still had my laptop open because something just popped into my head. Um, in in Ebert's review, you just popped open the lot. <laughs> that was literally took you a second to open it again. In Ebert's review, he says something really. Um, just I'm going to read it to you, and you let me know what you think. Okay. Just, okay. Uh, please hold. Okay. Uh, filling time. Okay. Filling. time. In the new movie, Harry. Daniel Radcliffe, a little taller and deeper voiced, returns with his friends Ron Weasley, Rupert Grint, and Hermione Granger, Emma Watson, in the early stages of babehood. What? What? Tell me. Thoughts. Go. Okay, number one, I feel like in this movie in particular, they have not aged that much. Not really. They look a little bit older, but not much. Uh, She's still like, I don't know, 12? Let's not do that. Yeah, I found. I was like, "What the fuck?" If he meant, and then like, I was like, "Babehood." What? It, no, well, in the early stages of babe. I no. think that there's a way of conveying that, like Ron has begun to notice her in a different way, and there is that element that's like trickling through. But that happens a lot more in the next movie. But no, she's still. A, no, that's weird. I thought it was weird. I it just is. I, it stood out to me. Wanted to talk to you about it. This reminds me of a few reviews, maybe just one or two that came out of that Dora movie that we took our kids to that our kids enjoyed and we shockingly also yeah, kind of enjoyed. Yeah, great movie. Um, <laughs> but, like, there were a couple of reviews, like, like she was, she's, now it's it's older, she's supposed to be, like, a high school kid, but nevertheless, like, there's this one review that just kept talking about, like, her, well, she's sexed up. And it's like, well, in that, I guess she's... A, teenager in that so she's more developed than a nine-year-old she has sure a little bit of boobs but it's not sex it's it's the same costume like it's the same like there's no and there's no the movie does none of that the movie actually makes no attempt to even there's no create that world whatsoever there's a to the point where even like there's this the the diego character is so poorly performed that it almost could come potentially come across as being like into her in a wrong way because the acting is bad, so that they had to fix that in the movie by adding like another character. Like they yep. did it on purpose to yep. like to yep. purposely keep those fucking weird comments away. And yeah, there's still I don't know, Ebert. That's weird, bud. That is weird. She doesn't. She looks. I don't know. She looks. Plus, even objectively speaking, like I don't think she's aged all that. I mean, they do look a little bit older, but they're still look like children. She still looks like a nine year old. And by the way, they'll still look like children for another at least three, four movies or three or four decades. Yeah, Emma Watson, I mean, I don't know. To me, Emma Watson still just looks like Hermione. It's weird. She just looks like herself. It's the problem with... Yeah. Uh, and I like her as an actress, and I like what Daniel Radcliffe has done, but they still just look like they're... Themselves. Yeah, they can't do that Cursed Child movie yet, uh, based on the play, with those actors, because they still don't look like they've aged enough to have children for themselves. <laughs> nope. Still, they gotta wait a little while. Totally. Yeah, so no, that's a weird comment. Okay, I'm glad you agreed. <laughs> Did you think I wasn't going to agree? Like, oh no, she's definitely a babe now. I wasn't now. sure if I was just like... Well, there's later on, there's like that SNL skit where I think Lindsay Lohan was popular. She did SNL host and they did a thing where she had like... Because there's a joke later where they get old. They're getting older and that became like a... But it's still like an icky joke even then. I was like, okay, yeah, way to acknowledge that we have like older kids playing like... 
they tried. It's not like they weren't trying. They got yeah. them at the right age when they started making the movies, and they literally made these things as fast as they fucking could. Mm-hmm. Like, because she, if they look older, it's because they fucking are. Like, and by the end of it, they were only like maybe two years off the pace. That's not bad considering that this movie cast a thirty-five-year-old for a kid character. No kidding. Like, they did a pretty good job. Let's not okay. keep harping on this. Okay, well, friends, that is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber being a toilet. It is in the right, toilet. Right. Well, it was a sink. It was a sink. It was up there, though. Also, how come nobody asked Moaning Mona how she died? They did. The kids did. No one ever does any. These teachers These fucking teachers, no one's like, hey, 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 you're dead. You're haunting the bathroom. What happened? <laughs> no one no, ever goes in there. They're no afraid of her. fucking asks her. No. <laughs> Could have fucking solved this riddle fucking 10 years ago yeah, it was a basilisk i looked at it, it as bad news oh. jesus Christ. well the, the teachers knew that story obviously did they yeah they know what student died they had to carry the they kid didn't off. know where the chamber of secrets was they would have known they just fucking popped out of there i mean that would have been the first place to look probably morning Myrtle's still staying in that bathroom huh she won't leave huh because john cleese he's a ghost he's going all over the fucking place yeah how did they get him unpetrified who john cleese he got petrified in this movie no, he's a ghost yeah, how'd they unpetrify him? He oh. was petrified in the movie. Did he drink mandrake juice? How does he drink? He's a ghost. I have questions. I think he was just, like, kidding. <laughs> no. Like, he froze because no. everybody else froze? No. Yeah. He was fucking petrified. They had to push him out. You can't push a ghost. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't think... I might have not... I might have gone to the potty when that scene happened. Sure. You're, like, checking the fucking It's World two Series hours and for. 40 minutes. It's true. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening, and that is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and we will talk at you another movie. Bye. Bye.